Hello, guys, and welcome to the first episode of the Tech and Picks podcast. Now, uh, I know every, I know what you're thinking. Every idiot has a podcast. Well, you know what? Add another idiot to that because I have a lot to say. I have a lot on my mind, and I, I just want to talk about it. So that's why we are here. Now, before we get into it, don't forget I have a YouTube channel by the same name, Tech and Picks. Look it up. I have a buy me a coffee. So. I'm not living at home anymore. I broke up with my ex-girlfriend, and you know it sounds like a, like one of these Mari shows, these uh, reality shows. Um, but I still have two beautiful children to support. So if if you can donate anything, there's going to be a um, a buy me a coffee, and there's also going to be a Patreon. So any little bit helps actually the best you could do if you decide you are going to buy something on amazon if you go to my uh, any of my youtube videos and you look in the description you'll see a link to uh anything in the description it doesn't matter if it's a lens just click on the link and from there anything then you buy on amazon for the 48 hours after that i get a small commission from it doesn't cost you anything extra but it surely helps me out. I've actually made money on that. It could be anything people bought from Amazon. Toilet paper, uh, lubrificant, <laughs> uh, yeah, stapler, you know, uh, post-it notes. It doesn't really matter. But uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast. I am excited to actually finally start a podcast, and uh, I've been wanting to do so for a while. But, you know, procrastination will get the best of you, and thanks to the uh, newly found power of Ritalin, I actually can sit down and put this together. So thank you to the creators of Ritalin for helping people who are procrastinators, who have ADD, and uh, yeah, thank you, Ritalin. I'm just going to clap real quick real quick for that so what are we going to talk about today well you know what i'm a regular visitor i go on the daily of dp review petapixel f stoppers i mean f stoppers is it talks about you know usually completely different things like take different techniques and all that but dp review okay and a couple of days ago there was an official announcement by nikon okay now nikon i'll be honest with you Nikon hasn't really been hitting it out of the park. I'm a little disappointed because Nikon, you know, used to be the best in the business and, you know, and made the, the great lenses and super sharp and huge. And, you know, the uh, D800 is an amazing camera, the D810, the D850, gigantic, you know, heavy, heavy cameras. And they take amazing pictures, like a thousand megapixels or something like that. And, they were hitting out of the park until Sony decided 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 to start making uh, mirrorless cameras. Well, then Sony completely obliterated the market for both markets, you know, for the mirrorless market and also the DSLR market, and a lot of people started switching. So I guess Nikon was was you know was pooping themselves, and it said, "Oh my God, what the hell are we gonna do?" And I said, "Well, there's only one thing we can do." Let's make a bunch of compact cameras with tiny sensors that we can try and compete with Sony. And they did that, and, well, they, <laughs> nobody bought those compact cameras. I'm probably the only idiot that probably bought one of them. I paid, okay, 40 bucks for it secondhand. Uh, I don't even remember the name of the model. I'm looking at it, but I can't. I don't want to get up and see what the name of it is. I have it on the shelf over there. It's full of dust. I've never used it. The sensor is so small. It's like my my Nokia 3310 takes better pictures, and there's not even a camera sensor or camera in that uh, phone from 20-something years ago. So anyways, so Nikon just started releasing just 
blunder left and blunder right, trying to compete with Sony. Let's try the compact market. Well, cause Sony killed you there with the RX100 series. Oh, well, let's try this and let's try that. Nothing worked. Until they finally released the uh, Z, Z, the Z line, Z, Z line, uh, which I'll be honest with you, it they look very nice. They remind me a lot of the, uh, uh, God, I don't remember the name. They had, they released these, uh, <clears throat> they released these compact um, one inch sensor cameras. Is it the, like the S1 or the uh, S, S something too? And jeez, uh, I don't remember. They had the, like the super fast autofocus. They're like, oh my God, the fastest autofocus in the game. But nobody really bought those cameras for one reason or another. I think they were actually pretty popular in Japan. Um, but everywhere else on the planet, not so much. So, yeah. Nikon was pretty much back to square one because they have officially discontinued that whole line. Well, they finally said, look, let's hire a bunch of, you know, professionals or whatever and let's design a mirrorless comp uh, you know mirrorless camera that can you know compete with sony and that's what they created and released the z line now i'll be honest with you they, i think they had the z3 the, the z3 the z5 the z6 i think or whatever good looking cameras you know the, the, do the job very well and but there's just something lacking. I don't know. Nikon, I think they're still, I think they're still very much dependent on. Oh, let's uh, let's have uh, what do you call it? Um, we may, you know, we don't need to do any advertisement because our name speaks for itself. Yeah, I get that, Nikon, but nobody's buying your stuff. So you, you know, get off the pot already and just spend a large chunk on advertising. I want to see the advertising everywhere, but. I see Nikon advertising nowhere except for DP Review when they when they announce some new release. Nobody is. I, I see no advertisement. I see plenty of Sony. I see plenty of Canon. Canons now in the fully in the mirrorless game. They just released announced a couple of days ago the R3, which is supposed to be the I think the 1DX equivalent in the mirrorless world. Canon's killing it. Canon has made a lot of lenses already for their for their lineup. People are saying Canon's never gonna do anything. Canon's never gonna do anything. Well, Canon's doing something, and yeah, and they're completely killing it. They're 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 on the same level as Sony almost, and you know, it's really something. And uh, so whenever. Nikon just sat, they just sit back and they say, you know, you know what, it's not a problem. Uh, not a problem because we're Nikon, we're invincible. Nobody will compete with us. We are Nikon. Well, guess what? Nikon, they might as well just sell the company, they might just sell everything to, to Canon or Sony or whatever because I can't imagine them lasting much longer in the world. I'll tell you why because. Yeah, the Z, Z3, Z4, 5, whatever, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, they're, they, they're really good cameras. I think the Z5 is the APS-C equivalent, and the other ones, I think there's also a full-frame equivalent. I think there's two full-frame equivalents. I think one had just, like, more megapixels, but pretty much the functions were the same. And then they re, re uh, then they released the, um, I don't know what the name of it's called, it was something Z something C. I'm guessing it means classic. It's an APS-C censored uh, camera, which looks like uh, their old classic DSLR, 35 millimeter DSLR cameras. I'll be honest with you, it looks beautiful, looks really amazing, but 
I would have wanted an option also in the full frame area. Now, I know what you're saying. Carl, you're an idiot because they have already a full frame equivalent that looks like their old compact cameras, which I do not remember the name of at the moment. So, you know, if I find the name or whatever, I will let you know. And it looks beautiful. The problem is the thing's four grand and it's not very much widely produced. It's very much on the level of, of let's say, the, the A1, for example. It's like it's on a very high-tier, prototype-ish level you know, camera that did not really get that much hype in general. So it looks beautiful, but three, four grand, I mean, no one's spending that, okay? Especially when you have a camera like the Sony A7 III, which is pretty much a jack of all trades of the Sony lineup at the moment. Um, even though people like to say, "Oh, the A7C is you know much better than the A7 III," I don't care. There's there's two completely different cameras with a lot of the same functions. I see the A7C as the bigger brother to the A6000 series, and yeah, the A7 III I think is perfect is the perfect jack of all trades. It has the good great video capability you would find in the A7S series. It has, you know, okay, things like 25, 24, 25 megapixels, which, you know, higher megapixels with respect to the A7S, like, for example, the A7R has, but the A7R doesn't have, you know, uh, PDAF focus or CDAF or phase detect or, or contrast detect. It only has contrast. I don't know if the newer ones have a, a phase detect, but still, those are also very expensive cameras. The a7 III is actually a good balance at the moment between all of the a7 cameras, I think. So it would have been, you know, nice if Nikon would have released a full-frame lens, a uh, full-frame camera equivalent that looks like their old uh, classical series, which they did not. So as I'm as I'm too busy ignoring Nikon, a couple of days ago they announced a brand new 40 millimeter f2 compact prime, and I'm like that is an interesting interesting lens because Nikon does not have a lens like that you know for their mirrorless lineup so of course it is very welcome. Then I looked at it, I saw it, and it looks like garbage. Okay, I don't know how the images look. Because there, I don't know if there, uh, oh yeah, there is some test images on DP Review. The problem with DP Review when they post their, their, their test images, even though it says official sample photos, these pictures do not do it justice. I mean, they look like they're straight out of the camera. Now, I hate that. And I'll tell you why. Because whenever I want something, whenever I'm going to buy a lens, I want to see what is capable in terms of editing from that lens. So what, are, what does the corner sharpness look like? Or how push? How far can I push the contrast? Or how far can I push the colors? Because the lens, you know, creates all of that. The coatings, the distances between the lenses, this, that, a whole bunch of stuff. But what am I presented with? I am presented with official out of, out of you know, out of all of them, official sample photos that are just out of camera JPEGs. Now, seriously, I hate that. And when you look at the lens, it it literally looks like a lens that they put absolutely zero effort into. Zero. And you know what it reminds me of? If you look it up, it is the Sigma DC, I think it's DC DN series, where they had the 90, 19 millimeter and the 30 millimeter 2.8. 
and it was made from a cheap plastic. Very light, I think it's like 130 grams, 140 grams, really light lens, not expensive at all, both solid performers. If you want some solid performers, um, look up those lenses, you can get them for cheap. You can get them for under 100 bucks. That is amazing value. So I would advise you to check those out. I think I did a, I think I did reviews for both of those lenses on the Sony A6000. I don't remember, but check my channel. I'm sure there sh it should be on there. And it looks like a no effort lens. Yes, it is small, okay? It's really small. And it only weighs 170 grams. Now, that is good that it's small because for for being an f2 they actually made it pretty small but you know if you look at the canon for example the canon 40 millimeter 2.8 pancake lens that lens for as small it is it is it packs a whopping punch it is an amazing lens and i'm actually in in the i'm reviewing it at the moment i'm going to be recording a, a video review about it relatively soon on my channel I don't know. I just don't like the look of this lens. I mean, I can't, and, and I don't know if the mount looks like it's plastic. Try, try to keep the weight down as much as possible, or if it's metal. You can't really tell from the pictures that are on here. It, it's the, the, the mount is black as the rest of the lens. So the only thing that would come to my mind is that it's plastic. Um... You know, which is, yeah. I mean, if you want to make plastic mount for the, then they're talking about a suggested retail price of three hundred dollars. So for sure, it'll probably be like I don't know, two eighty maybe, two eighty, two seventy realistic, which is not a bad price for a forty millimeter f two lens. It's not a bad price, but I mean, how long is a plastic mount gonna gonna last you if you're taking it off and putting it on and and you know like just switching it out um, with other lenses on your camera? I don't know. I just I I think they could have easily done more. It looks like it's a ah the filter is a 52. That's not really that's not really small. I mean 52 is pretty pretty big. And it actually even looks like that the whole lens unit, the whole glass unit actually focuses in and out of the lens itself. I don't know because um I haven't I haven't seen this lens in action, so I, I I'm just going by off of what I see here, but if that's the case, then yeah, this lens is horrible. I I hate those lenses. The 40 millimeter 2.8 does that from Canon. The 50 millimeter 1.4, the first series, that also does that. That lens has huge issues because the barrel's made from plastic. The barrel that hold, holds in the the glass that goes in and out of the of that lens, and literally it can get easily distorted just by sitting in your camera bag. I had that. It broke. I seriously I threw it at a pigeon. Because uh, the pigeon was still in my sandwich, um, yeah, I don't like those lenses at all. Some lenses have it, some lenses don't. My favorite 35 millimeter, the first series 35 millimeter f/2 from Canon, my, that's probably my favorite lens. That has it, and yeah, ironically, that's how I broke it. It fell on the ground on a carpet, of course, attached to my uh, 6D, and it stopped working. Camera's working fine. The 6D is a beast. It's a beast of a camera. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know what... I really don't know what Nikon is doing. I have no idea at this point. It's... I don't know. I don't know if they just hope for a miracle or something. Because for a company that's, you know, 
known that consider themselves primarily as a lens manufacturing company they're not really producing that many lenses okay they're not really producing that many cameras they really should do something because i can imagine in this in this whole situation where there's a pen look at canon during the pandemic 2020 and 2021 canon has released the uh the rp the uh r3 the r5 or the this or the that and they released something like 30 lenses and some of the lenses are crazy the 28 to 70 f2 yeah it does weigh as, as much as a small house and it costs as much as one but jesus christ that's innovation you don't see the you don't see you know nikon doing any of that canon is trying to push push as much as possible to keep up with sony because sony got in the game i think a good seven to eight years before anyone and they destroyed it with the a7 with the a6000 they did have the N, uh, the N, nex line which wasn't really that good the nex6 was okay nex7 was just a rehashed version of the nex6 with just slightly better focus but still the A6000 was the game changer, and shortly after, the A7 came out, Mark I, the original one. And those completely changed everything. And Canon, the reason, it's not, it's not you know, weird at all why it took them so long to do something, because they could literally sit back for eight to nine years, just see what Sony's doing, and then start releasing hit after hit after hit. A lot of people don't like the RP. They say the RP is, you know, it's this, it's small, whatever. But still, it's an ama it's pretty good. It's a pretty solid camera. And if I had to choose between buying a Nikon or a Canon RP, for example, I'd get the Canon RP. Also, because I have Canon lenses and I would use the adapter. And knowing Canon, those adapters work really well. I can't say the same for the adapters that uh, exist for the e-mount series full frame that convert the a-mount uh, a-mount lenses to the e-mount system i can't say the same for them um don't even get me started on that i'm really pissed but nikon's just sitting back and yeah i i can't imagine they're going to succeed i can't imagine they're going to be around for much longer I mean, yeah, you do have a lot of sports shooters which are still using their high-end cameras and a lot of professional work is done with the D800 series because they give you amazing quality. And and, and uh, Nikon makes some of the best lenses. But that's it. What else are they doing? They're not doing anything else unless they're, you know, unless they're producing something that, you know, we don't know about that they're making money on the side or they invested in Bitcoin early or something like that. I don't know. Mr. Nikon. But yeah, when you release a lens like the 40mm f2 and it looks like the old classic Sigma DCDN plastic lens series for the, you know, the E-mount and, you know, all the other APS-C uh, censored cameras in 2021 especially, not looking that good. Um, take Sigma, for example. Sigma, they, yeah, they, the DCDN line was great. Uh, great optics, you know, great quality, great autofocus speed. Uh, it did have its quirkiness and had like a little rattling on the inside. Then they stepped up to like a sort of a aluminum-ish, like aluminum type material on the outside, the barreled. And they then released a 19, another 19, a 30, and a 60 millimeter uh, f2.8, which were 
really great lenses. Same optical formula, same grass, uh, glass, not grass. <laughs> if there's grass in your lens, then you probably should throw it away. Um, and now they have the Art Series. They released the also, I think, a 45mm f2. Lens is beautiful. It has the f-stop ring on it, so you can choose the f-stop directly from the lens itself. Now, I understand it's not the same as the classical f-stop for the old classical lenses where everything is built into the camera, but it relies on electronic motors to open and close the, you know, the, uh, the iris on the inside of those lenses, and that's fine. Uh, you know, that's just the way things work nowadays. But, yeah, Nikon's doing none of that. They're just, they're, it's like they're going backwards. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say, but that is all for this introductory episode of the Tech and Picks Wob, uh, Wobcast podcast, webcast podcast, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. And just don't forget to, yeah, subscribe to this channel. I'm going to try and release as much as possible. I'm also going to be putting these, um, podcasts up on my YouTube channel for the people who don't know. Uh, about the existence of my podcast on the audio only services with just some like pictures in the background so like you can actually see what I'm talking about so I give you some some idea to like what what actually is uh, they're talking about and yeah just check out my links uh, and uh, check out my links in the description and yeah check out my YouTube channel I'll see you in the next episode cheers <laughs>